בוקר טוב. גם בפרשה דסוויק. ניצבים וילך. שיעור לעילוי נשמת עזרא בן סאלח. רוח אדוני, תניחנו בגן עדן. told Am Yisrael that you will have blessings and you will have curses. And we, we listed all of the blessings and curses that will befall the Jews if they behave well or if they sin, respectively. So what it seems to be happening, what seems to be happening, and, by the, and that was also those blessings and curses were part of a larger covenant that was being made mm-hmm. at, uh, in Arvot Moav. Uh, it seems like so... There, there's a lot of confusion, to be honest, about how many covenants are actually being made. Because we have the covenant at Har Sinai, yes. which we got the Torah. And then 40 years later, it seems like Moshe Rabbeinu does a covenant in Arvot Moav, because the Pasuk says, Milvad habirita karati tam Arvot Moav, meaning there was a covenant at Arvot Moav. It seems like this is the covenant, but part of the covenant is discussing a covenant that will happen Mm-hmm. When you enter. So it seems like there are three covenants, okay? And our covenant right now, our, the covenant we're, we're, uh, we just discussed included a discussion of the covenant at Hargrizim Harival and then a list of the blessings and the curses that the Jews are supposed to kind of accept as, as being part of, of whatever system, the system they're buying into. Now... Now that we listed the words that are going to be in the covenant, which are the blessings and the curses, now that we have that spelled out for Am Yisrael, now Am Yisrael is going to have to accept. And they're going, they're going, they're going to, have to, to have to stand there in, in acceptance of this covenant and really confirm it. So it seems like Nitzavim is that is follow Is that confirmation? It seems like it, okay? Uh, there is confusion. I, I, I looked into the Perushim. Everybody has questions. It's really hard to know what's going on exactly. Uh, my vast rabbis, I don't really get answers. Hmm. But we do our best, right? Sure. Okay, so, so Pasuk Tet of Perek Kaf Tet. It's mm-hmm. the ninth verse of the 29th chapter. Atem nitzavim ayom kulechem lifnei Adonai luachem. You are all standing today before Hashem your God, Rashechem, Shivtechem, Ziknechem, Veshotrechem, Kol Ish Israel. Rashechem, Shivtechem seems to be a compound word. It, it just means the leaders of your tribes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean your leaders and your tribes. It means the leaders of your tribes. Ziknechem, your elders, Veshotrechem, and your officers, Kol Ish Israel, every man of Israel. Tapechem, your kids, Neshechem, your wives, Vegerecha, Asher Bekerev Machanecha, and the proselyte that is in your camp, mechotev etzecha, from the one who chops your wood, ad shoev memecha, to the one who takes, brings your water. And they're all, these people are all standing before Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu is, is calling them and, and getting them ready for something. Now, what's the question at the end of the second verse we just read? Question on vegerecha, asher bekerev machanecha, mechotev etzecha, ad shoev memecha. The, the proselyte that is in your midst from the person who chops your wood to the person who draws your water. So the question they ask is, these, the Jews 
have been in the desert the whole time. They didn't have any trees there. Forget the trees. Where did they get all of these slaves? Yes. Where, where, where did they get the servants to cut their wood for them? Where did they get the people to draw water for them? So there are two opinions. This is already, it's foreseen. No, it's not because, because it's, it, it's not because he's making the covenant with them now. Mm. He's saying, mm. You're here standing today. So the Perushim have a few ex- explanations. First of all, they say it could be the Erev Rav. Remember the Egyptians that came up with the yes, Jews? Yes. So they didn't, they didn't fill the highest class of society. These people were lower level. They were doing the menial labor, like the chopping of wood and the drawing of water or whatever that meant. I'm assuming there was wood on, meaning in in, in Jordan, in Transjordan, there is wood. Okay. Right? It's not like a, it's not all desert. So that's one explanation. Another explanation is that. As the Jews were succeeding and they were traveling amongst all of these nations, they were picking up. They were picking up people, right? They're picking up people from, uh, especially from the wars sense. with Sichon. Sure, no, it sure, makes a lot of sure. sense. Yeah, so there are explanations for that. Not the biggest problem. There are good explanations for it. Okay, pasuk yud alef leovrecha bivrit Adonai loecha uvalato asher Adonai loecha koreti mecha hayom to pass you through the covenant of Hashem your God and His curses or His curse. That God is establishing with you, that He's making the covenant with you today. Now the reason. And all of this is in order to, for Him to make you His nation. And He will be your God. Meaning this is a bilateral agreement where God will choose us and we will have to also choose God and kind of commit ourselves to that. As he spoken to you, and as he has spoken to your forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov. Now, what we will continue to see in these Pesukim are the two reasons for our covenant. The one reason for the covenant is because of Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov. Yes. That is the, the reason of, uh, of, out of necessity, that God made a promise to us, and now he's going to keep it. But and that's the reason that the reason is said of 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 zechut avot. That reason is less to do with our zechut and more to do with the fact that we are just descendants of people that God made a covenant with. And then the other reason we're going to see for the birit is that the Jewish people will come. We'll see this more in the psukim that relate to teshuvah, which we will get up to later. That's why we're uh, reading all of this before Hashanah. Right, right. This is practically next week. We're standing the, in front of Hashem. The other reason is that we will actually commit ourselves, and we deserve it because we come back to God. So we'll see these two elements in the covenant as well. Okay. And it is not with you alone that I am establishing this covenant. And this curse. How do they translate Allah, by the way? Imprecation. Oh, as if that doesn't help us. Yeah. Okay. If anybody wants to look at the word imprecation. Uh, uh, so, so it's not with you alone that I'm establishing this covenant and this curse or this promise. Uh, Allah is like a promise. Allah Look up the word imprecation in the dictionary. I wonder. I think it just means it's a type of promise. He said, it's not with you alone that I'm making this covenant. Because it's with you that I'm making the covenant and with anybody who's not here today that I'm making the covenant. It's for the next generation. For the next generation, exactly. The there is no end. There right. Is no so there end. is actually a nice Divar Torah on this idea. How could it be that he's making a covenant for people that are not there? And a typical rule 
if you know the, the halakha of of uh, of like lost items that imprecation yeah imprecation before the translation i did a, before the thing i did a translation to hebrew says kelala kel so it's a curse kelala imprecation is a curse you were right when you said it yeah but i think it means a pro- it's a negative it. promise or a, i mean i don't know we we took it from the, the hebrew already so i don't know i don't think we needed to translate it back but um uh Anyways, so there is a nice Devar Torah as to how it could be that you put uh, people that, that are not there, you insert them into the covenant. The act of imprecating cursing. Cursing, curse, okay. A malediction. Whoa. All right. Okay, so the answer they say, it's a cute answer. They say that the, let's say you find a person, you find something on the street and you, I, I don't know the exact halakha, but it's something like this. It's, let's say you find something on the street, a valuable item, uh, and it's hefker, it doesn't belong to anyone. Are you allowed to take it on behalf of someone and, and give it ownership to another person? No. Uh, no, te- technically, uh, there are some halakha in which you're allowed to do that, right? Meaning you're allowed to take ownership of something on behalf of someone. And why is that? Because you're allowed to do something to someone's benefit... When he's not there. If you find a piece of valuable jewelry on the street, you're allowed to pick it up in their honor. Yeah, but you have to find them. Uh, um, meaning, meaning, let's say it's an item that doesn't belong to anyone, right? And you want to just take it and you want, to, you want it to be for your friend. Now, because even though your friend... Item. Yeah, it's, it's, an, it's, a, it's an item that doesn't belong to anyone, let's say. It's, it's lost, it's been lost for... It's treasure, buried treasure somewhere, okay? For hundreds of years. Yeah. So you take it for your friend. Are you allowed to take it for your friend who's not present? The answer is yes. And the reason is because that you're allowed to do things for a person's benefit when he is not present. So the friend is not there. So you're allowed to take something valuable for, on his behalf because what? He's going to complain. No. no. He, so the idea they say with the Torah, the covenant of the Torah is to the person's benefit. So even when they're not there, when they're not it's present, okay. you're allowed to insert them uh, into the covenant. So that's, it's a nice uh, Midrashic okay. idea. So that's nice. a, it's a cute idea. Okay. Uh, ba, 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 where are we? Yeah, so I, I'm making this covenant with you and with even people that are not here. For you know how we lived in Egypt. And you've seen us go through the goyim that you've passed through all the, the other nations. You saw their abominations and their... Gilulahem is the testable idols. It's va'evin wood and stone. Kesef is silver and gold that was with them. Okay, so 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 Moshe Benu, let's try to follow his argument right now. He's saying you're standing before here to to enter into a covenant with that God has promised your forefathers. You and everybody is here. I'm making this covenant not only with you. But with your future generations. But the reason you are being specifically pointed out here is because you are the ones who've experienced whatever experiences would have helped you appreciate, would have helped you appreciate this covenant. Yes. And what are those experiences that would have? Forty years in the forty years in the, in the desert, the, and and the experiences the with the goyim, in seeing how the goyim live and how that's not appropriate. You know, sometimes the, the best proof to our Torah is whenever we see the way the yes. goyim live. Yes. It's like, uh, I always have this... Example. Yeah, I always have this thing with, with Hollywood. It's like, what better proof is there to the Torah 
that that the people in Hollywood are the living the opposite. Exactly. And they're all depressed. Exactly. They're all depressed. I also, by the way, I also take that as an indication of how to vote. <laughs> if you want it, to, it's a bit funny. I'm saying like, what better proof is there that I should vote the other way when all of Hollywood is voting one way? Yes. Okay, it's a, it's a, it's a funny, uh, maybe, maybe not the best proof <laughs> or the most convincing argument, but it's something that that means something to me. Okay. Um, so you, so then, so Moshe Rabbeinu says that you've seen all of the the negatives of the of the non-Jewish culture, and that should help you understand and appreciate the covenant. But, but, even though that should help you appreciate the covenant, there is also a chance that all of the negatives that you see will actually kind of sway you and will, uh, will influence yes, you. Will. Attract it will attract you. So even though you see you how negative seduced. it is, you, get you may get seduced. So look at Moshe's next argument. So the next argument builds off of that potentiality. Yes. Lest there be amongst you a man or a woman, or a family, or shevet, or tribe, whose heart turns away from Hashem, to go and serve the gods of the other nations. Lest you have amongst you a root of gall or wormwood. Okay, what is gall and wormwood? As Rashi explains, this is these are poisonous plants. Yes. So, lest you have a root. It starts with a root, a and root then it becomes poison, a tree, yes, and God forbid exactly. it becomes blah, 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 a root of fruits come out. That's it. Let's see, have a root of poisonous plant growing amongst you, and this is the idea behind. Um, Behind bad ideas is that if they take hold, first they'll take hold in like a, in like a soft non non. Normal. But then they'll become they'll grow and they'll grow and they'll grow and then they'll spread their, they'll they'll become a, a plant that that has, the no. deleterious effects on everything yes. else. Okay, so lest there is amongst you a root of this poisonous plant, and then and it'll be when he hears the words of this covenant or this curse. But he will bless himself, will kind of give himself confidence, and he'll say, I, won't, I don't need to keep this. This is not for me. I will be good anyways. None of this applies to me. This doesn't apply to me. Because I'll go with the desires of my heart. I challenge anybody to translate. Maybe one of the hardest translations in the entire Torah. I'm going to give you three interpretations of, w- of what, it, what it could possibly mean. Okay? But, but so, lest there is a person who has been swayed a little by the negative, and he says, I could do my own thing. I don't have to follow the Torah. I will go in my own way, and lema'an, and, and peace will be upon me. Lema'an sefot harava etatzema. Thereby... Sefot harava etatzema. Okay, so we'll translate the first way. Okay, thereby adding the satiated to the thirsty. Yeah. So Rashi's interpretation is: We'll start with that because it's a little bit easier to understand. He says, sefot is to add, like lehosif. Rava thirsty means uh, rava. Sorry, rava means watered. It means drunk. Yes. And sema means sober. So Rashi interprets it as. Thereby, t- typically when a person sins, 
it is the sins that they do when they're sober which are problematic. If they're drunk, meaning if they made a mistake, yes. if it's bishogeg, yes. negligence, Hashem lets it go. But, Rashi says, if a person has this mindset that I could do whatever I want, then God will take the sins that he did when he was drunk, meaning when it was negligence, yes. and will yes. add them to, to the, the group to the ones which are... of that were purposeful. Yes. So it will add the ones that were drunken Averot to the Averot that are, uh, that are sober Averot. I, it, I, I'm not the, the biggest, I mean, I don't think that's the Peshat, but I think it's a nice idea. Okay, So I looked in the Ramban, uh, and he says something very interesting, which is very applicable for today. He says, Leman sefot harava etatzimea. He says, Rava means someone that's satiated. Tzimea means thirsty. He said, the way desire works is that a person who starves themselves of a desire will not have the desire at all. Once a person gives into the desire that a little he wants bit, it badly. then they want it more. The Gemara has a phrase for this. It says, um, If a person starves his desire, talking about the sexual desire, if a person starves the desire, it'll be done. But must be all... But if a person makes the desire, if he if he gives into it, all of a sudden no it becomes no then it becomes hungrier. Yes. That's an, that's very true very about true. the desire that if a person just goes cold turkey, it, it doesn't. Uh, it's it, it's less sugar. intense. If you cut off your sugar, but you don't eat sugar, then, then you don't desire that. You don't desire. But the moment so you eat one, desire, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's how it's how smoking, desires work. It's the body. Right, right, right. Exactly. It's the pleasure. We're human beings. Unfortunately, it's the pleasure. Right. It's the pleasure. You give a formula on what to do for you to. The only way that is like the virus. You know, if you stay away from it, it dies down. Yeah, I hope that's true. If you don't want to be desired, then just avoid yes. Instagram. Yes. If right, you don't want right. to be desired, then yeah, 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 just yeah. maybe don't go out with certain friends that do certain things because they're going to put you back in. Right. Yes. Right. You know, change so that Amban says, Amban says, harava He says that you're going to end up adding thirst to what was once, to, to what was once starved. Yeah. Meaning by sinning, by, by sinning, you're, you're going to, you, you were in a situation before where you were starving the desire, but now you're adding a little bit of, of uh, satiation to that desire. I mean, you're giving into the desire a little bit and all of a sudden the, the desire will get a lot stronger. Now he does make an interesting claim. And I'll point out it's a famous claim he makes because progressives don't like it at all. Mm-hmm. And he makes, I'll read it for you inside if I could find it. He says, this is Ramban speaking, so I'm going to quote him so I don't get in trouble. <laughs> the person who desires uh, to being with beautiful women, when the person gets too involved in that, and he's deep involved in these things, then the person develops will develop weirder desires afterwards like fetishes afterwards yeah, he starts going into different he will directions. start going into animals and into men yeah, yeah. because and that's wants, ramban's wants, claim to... his, his claim is that as a person develops these desires and gives into them more and more they don't they don't get satiated they get they get perverse no Jesus. you get like, you get satisfied you get satisfied at one point you, you need, now what something I want something it's like drugs it's like drugs it's like drugs unfortunately drugs or alcohol right so that, that, that's a very interesting thing to think about. 
uh, it's definitely very true, and it's interesting that Ramban pointed it out. I, I like that as an explanation of the verse a lot more. That because Moshe Rabbeinu is describing the Jews as they're passing the nations and they take in a little, they say, "Oh wow, that that, that thing they did was nice. Let me go enjoy a little bit with them." And then Ramban says, "Lest the person think that he can get away with it." And he thinks he's just going to add a little bit of, of, of this water to the, to the desire. No, no, no. It doesn't work like that. Okay. God will not for, uh, forgive him. Because then God's anger will go on that person. And all of the curses will befall him. And God will eradicate his name from the heavens. Tomorrow we're going to continue more. Obviously, I, I have a, I have a wow. sense. I developed a sense. That was incredible, um, yeah, but it's very it's very interesting what Ramban says about the nature of desire. By the way, by the way, by the way, uh, not to get graphic, but but there's been they've been looking. I mean, nobody's doing official studies on these, but they're doing like like some religious people are doing studies on it, and there are some people that are courageous enough to look into it because it's a political issue. But they're seeing that um, first of all, with with pornographic use, it gets worse and worse over time. Um, as we know, the, the extremes, when people get too kind of desensitized, they end up going into no things end. like like violence and things yes. like that. They've also found that people go into, into like homosexual things and things like that. Uh, there, there, there's no, again, there's no scientific study on this, but there has been evidence that people... Now, I'm not saying that that's the root of all homosexual behavior at all. That's not what I'm saying. I, that, that's an utter mystery. But I'm saying that there is this, there is a truth to the idea that when people get too desensitized to what's normal, they end up going into perversions and they do things that are very weird. And it's a very interesting idea found in the Ramban. Uh, Baruch Adonai Lulam. Amen. Amen.